So welcome. Who didn't come last uh, meet, last time? I am. I feel sorry for you <laughs> because we didn't have a long meeting. <laughs> and um, Patrick brought us a lot of good things as a celebration that we made this through half of the book. <laughs> so we had a nice celebration, nice party here. So you can be sorry. <laughs> All right, so we will continue. And actually, last week you didn't miss a lot of because we spent whole like hour on um, text number fifty-five, and it was a very good discussion. And uh, well. I'm a little bit late with with putting on online this podcast because well technical things um, I'm just lazy to switch this account and everything. <laughs> so what I'm doing in one batch I put more, you know. So this is final recording and then I will put all these previous recordings on our podcast. So we are going to continue with text number fifty-six. You must avoid continually wasting time outside yourself if you have indeed chosen to practice stillness. For it is most harmful, depriving you of grace, darkening your mind, and sapping your aspiration. This is why it is said, restlessness of desire perverts the guileless intellect. So restrict your relationships with other people, lest your intellect should become distracted and your life of stillness disrupted. All right. So again, this text is given to or addressed to these monks who decided to live their life in solitude. And uh, it's good advice how to keep stillness. It means this peace of heart and mind, this this concentration on God. Um, how to keep this like. In, in in life but it is evident that the stillness this stillness this this peace of heart and mind is something what we are called to do or cultivate in our life too uh, for sure we are not going to reach this measure as this aramids this this uh, uh, monks but uh, still it is necessary because we know and we are uh, and it is our experience when our mind is scattered it's difficult to pray it's difficult to be during time of liturgy in the church if our mind is scattered we know that we are losing this ability to do good things to follow god's commandments uh, we, are, we even don't remember God. We don't remember our Christian calling, which comes from baptism. And uh, and uh, and it's, it's sometimes it's like horrible. We we come to a church, with, for example, to the church, or we are uh, starting our evening prayer, morning prayer, with uh, with desire to really talk to God. 
to 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 touch him to to be to approach him and we are horrified that while even we made this intention that all is like this storm of thoughts of what kind of sort and we find ourselves always outside of concentration and uh, this is this is true because if we don't try to cultivate this stillness our soul doesn't have power to resist the thoughts uh, we are scattered and uh, this is what 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 is why it is good to think about this his advice or this wisdom and he gives us he gives us one advice what we are supposed to do we have to avoid a situation when we waste time outside our cell or we don't have cells okay but and he says this is what wounds soul um, and uh, removes like grace from from our soul and makes our uh, desire weaker <coughs> how can we do this uh, father david abernathy he if you listen his podcast he he speaks about that very often and he reminds us um, Saint Philip Nero, and and his advice for priests who were in his apostolic work, he said, "When you finish your job, run back to your nido. It means to your room, to your to your cell. So, uh, uh, and 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 avoid like to stay in the world. And the same thing." It's very good advice for each of us because it will give us some kind of ability to be to be attentive to wasting of time. If we acquire this this uh, um, habit, uh, be careful what we are doing, and if we acquire this habit to when we finish our duties, which is necessary for us to do, based on our vocation, based on state, you know, so then we should run to our needle. It means to that place which helps us or protects us against, like, uh, idle talks or scattering of minds through media or something, to, to go to that stillness. And to create really like physical space is very important too because it helps us so it might be our our house or part of our house um, especially if we have prayer corners in our in our rooms maybe to be there or whatever we choose what kind of place we choose to to and to start to allow this uh Stillness. We we try to create there. Um, it's 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 not easy to do this. It takes practice. But once we start to do this, very very soon we will find that soul starts to love that. If we start to practice, it doesn't take long time 
maybe only a few weeks, when we start to feel this longing inside for this peace, which these are place when we are searching for uh, for uh, uh, stillness. Uh, we will. It, it will just push us there. It will be just, we'll be searching um, uh, time to, to go to that stillness. Because that stillness, this, this peace of mind and heart, causes that our souls is opening for God, for communication God. We are entering to this communication with, with God. I am explaining it very, very in, in simple way this but uh, our experience will tell us and 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 you know that that uh, especially I don't know how it is here you know, but what I remember my grandparents so they nat- natural way how they were getting older children were out you know, they were alone and and suddenly when we came to visit them, grandparents, they were very super happy. But my grandma, uh, she said, well, it's time to go for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know that it was, it was not that she didn't like, but but it was difficult. It was difficult for her to bear all this mess, you know, I would say, or this, Yes, yes, and uh, and and uh, I, 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 we understood that that they 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 fall in love with this quiet way of life. Ah, more my grandfather than grandmother, because she, when she had enough, she had a lot of friends there around. <laughs> But but I think that you might have the similar experience or observation that people who entered maybe through life, a situation in life, occasions like who, who tasted something of this stillness, which was created even without intention, when they are exposed to the world or more so, they they feel this is not right. They don't like that, and they want to go back to their silence. And this is activity of soul, and uh, we will experience the experience if we start to try. Excuse me. So this is why Isaac Syrian he says that um, there is. There are two virtuous activities which are very important and they bear really rich fruit, he says. And, and he recommends that uh, for spiritual growth. And he says, who are, what are those two activities? And he says, it is fasting and the second is staying in the same place. Staying in the same place, like some kind of stability. And under the stability, he means exactly that: that to to be in yourself, to run to yourself, 
you know, and and stay on the one place. Uh, uh, avoid this wasting of time to go visit others and everything. Because there are there are problems with monks because some uh, even they start this life, but, but well after a while. <sighs> Some of them pretending that they are visiting others because of spiritual advice, searching of spiritual advice, but true was that they were just bored and they, they wanted just idle talk, you know, and uh, so he's criticizing that and says, well, this is virtue activity. <coughs> and he says, what happens when we follow that, when we try to fast, and we try to stay, to have this, our needle, this, this our place when we go to silence or to stillness. What happens? What is this fruit? He said, if you are doing that, very soon you will be able to conquer your senses. It means you are slowly starting to gain control over your senses. And he says, when you gain this control, gaze, uh, senses, so then you will be more like open for understanding of wisdom or knowledge which comes from above. You will be become more sensitive to spiritual things. And then he says, when you this when this happen, so your passions will be calmed down. Their power will go down. You will be able to to tame them, tame mm -hmm. them, and uh, and then he he allows to do this uh, to show these steps. This what continues. Then he said, uh, uh, "Your thoughts will be calm and silent." So, so it is like more concentration. And then will be the zeal for, um, for growing in virtues will be born. And then we will start to, uh, he continues that there we are starting to get some kind, almost mystical experiences. He says that tears uh, are coming out because we see clearly the state of our soul. And uh, then we remember our death and, uh, we, uh, and, and, and uh, from this is born like purity of heart and mind. And, uh, and he go goes away, away because it's more and more mystical stuff. But... It, just just these few things, these few uh, I would say just this summary of first fruits of this is something what we would like to have. We want to tame our passions. We want to have control our senses. We want to uh, have this um, concentration mind. And look how it is that uh, many times we want, uh, I want to be concentrated during prayer. I want my prayer to be good. 
and uh, and we and we try we try to force ourselves and what is good we should do this but it is like okay we fail it's difficult for us to to keep that and and now the saints tells us that what to do you know they the well he's uh, like Isaac like um, helps uh, St. Theodoros says that well we should avoid uh, wasting of time outside of ourselves and uh, St. Isaac adds like like in details what does it mean and what steps we are supposed to do and his recipe is okay if you want to do this so it is fasting and trying to stay under one place, some kind of stability, avoiding of of wasting of time outside, and and those two activities, what how much fruit they bring. So it's very good advice for us, and uh, for sure when we start to do this. And especially when we are in, like, we have our jobs and work to do, and a lot of work, we have to arrange a lot of things, and we have a lot of duties. It's not so easy, but if we start to think about that and we start to practice that even little by little, so then we start experience that. This experience will come to us. Maybe not in the measure of these mystical states as monks can reach, but well, still in some measure which can be very useful for us. All right. Questions or comments? I think. All right, so let's continue. When sitting in your cell, do not act in a mindless and lazy manner. To journey without direction, it is said, is wasted effort. Instead, work purposefully, concentrate your intellect, and always keep before your eyes the last hour before your death. Recall the vanity of the world, how deceptive it is, how sickly and worthless. Reflect on the dreadful reckoning that is to come how the harsh keepers of the toll houses will bring before us one by one the actions, words, and thoughts which they suggested but which we accepted and made our own. Recall the chastisements in hell and the state of the souls in prison there. Recall too that great and fearful day, the day of the general resurrection when we are brought before God and the final sentence of the infallible judge. Bring to mind the punishment that befalls sinners, the reproach, the reprobation of the conscience, how they will be rejected by God and cast into the age-long fire, to the worm that does not die, to the impenetrable darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Meditate on all the other chastisements and let your tears continually drench your cheeks, your clothes, the place where you are sitting. I have known many men in whom such thoughts have produced an abundance of tears and who in this way have wonderfully cleansed all the powers of their soul. Yeah. So probably this is the, the longest 
text or what he wrote in his brochure or this book, but uh, he pays really attention or he wants us to let us know what we are supposed to do if we make this decision to stay in our place, in this quiet place, stay in that our cell or this place or our, when we try to enter to stillness. He says that well, it should not be just just uh, empty activity there or just empty silence. It's not just just to be like you know. Sometimes we we have this relaxed time that well, nobody is talking to us, nobody bothers us, no phone is ringing, everything. So we just sit and enjoy peace. Mm-hmm. You know, we call that. But he says, this might be wasting of time too. If you are entering to this silence or this stillness, you have to do some kind of work there to use it correctly. And uh, this, paragra- this paragraph is like filled with advice. It's what we are supposed to do. In this paragraph, he, uh, he says like this like first part, what should be in our mind, and uh, they should, uh, and it is like this remembrance of death, uh, really understanding this uh, reality of hell, reality of yeah. of punishment. Um, and I think, look, one thing is that it might be difficult, you know, to to force ourselves to think about the, all those things how they describe, but. Uh, we had I had these meetings for Slovaks and we came to some kind of uh, I was approached by one of of uh, these people privately about this question how to he said it's it it is difficult for him to think about like death think about like this punishment held he said he cannot somehow to force himself because he feels that it is a little bit against <coughs> something settings in mind yet and I said well I told him that look you can replace that with this that we have on the church this this banner is there life is tough and and this reminds us the one thing that that you can recall in this time, all these difficulties of the life, difficulties you are have to endure injustices and and things you see in the world, this corruption in the world, you can recall that and you can just realize that while we are here in exile, that this world is not our home. This world is exile when we are because our ancestors were were sent out from paradise mm. to the earth. So we are living not in paradise and this earth never will be paradise until the second coming of Christ. But but it will be never paradise for us. 
and when we realize that, so we see, so it will be natural that there will be like from this um, this desire for paradise will be born, and and we will be clear, we will see clearly what is barrier in our life for for this uh, for entrance to paradise. And if we start to think about this this way, very easily we it will be easier for us to start to think like about those things which Saint Theodorus wrote to us. We will start to think about death, which is approaching and it might be gate to paradise or not. You know, and we start to th- think about consequences. We can even think about okay. I made this world tougher because my my actions, because I acted this way, so I made it like more difficult. This world, more painful, for myself and for the others. And uh, and then, really, this 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 understanding of my responsibility will come. And he accepted that, and he said, "Well, this is good. Maybe this this good way it fits for him, because." For him, uh, these these sayings of these holy fathers were like too old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. You know that something well, well we are not using anymore in the modern world. But well, it is. But this is true, you know. But uh, so if this suggestion helps us to maybe to. Start to think about this way. If, if we have problems to go with really this, with this hardcore advices, so, yes, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, I listened to. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube channel called Senses Fidelium, but it's actually a collection of talks put on by priests that are collected by an exorcist named Father Ripinger. And there was one I was listening to recently. Where, he was, where they were talking about knowing your place because true humility is knowing your place. But part of that, he was also going into um, the two qualities that every saint has ever had that's existed. Um, they've longed for God, and they knew how wretched they were. And yeah. like that's kind of what hit me with reading that. Yeah. And I was reading St. Faustina's diary uh, currently, and one of the things, and this is where I'm kind of like, sometimes it seems a little crazy, so I'll read and listen to multiple things at once, but sometimes I find out that they, maybe there's a reason I'm reading them at the same time, because they kind of interconnect together, but um, with this one, she was talking about her wretchedness, and how when she thinks on her wretchedness, it makes her appreciate God's mercy even more, because for all reasons, she should be in hell, but because God is merciful, and she recognizes that mercy through her own faults, and, yeah. and he's already forgiven her for that. That brings her in closer bond with God, and so by reflecting and knowing her sins and and feeling that sorrow to the point of crying, she can then come to God and be honest and say, "I'm so sorry. I failed all these things." And then God can still continue to say, "I forgive you. I died for you. I love you. Thank you for like mourning my death by mourning your sins, because that's what sin is. It's death." So, like, you should have a connection of mourning of it, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And, well, uh, look, one thing is to know that from reading. 
Second thing is doing. So, well, this is why why he says, like this Theodorus, that if you are in this yourself, don't waste with this time there. You made one step uh, that you decided to not to waste with your time, so you went to physical place of of when you are searching for stillness, but don't waste with this time. And and practice that. You know this is this is and and uh, this advice what he's, he writes that it's, it's very important because look <sighs> this is what what uh, I agree with everything what you said. You know, so the, the, don't don't take me wrong. You know. Oh no, the things I struggle with the wasting time thing too, and that that's another thing Saint Faustina would go into because the Lord would repeatedly, in that book, reprimand her for having useless conversations, for gossiping, for yeah. not being in prayer when she should be, for not holding yeah. up to her rules set by her co- her co- convent, which. And like for me, like as someone who's living in the world, that's kind of a little bit difficult because I don't have these set rules that I'm supposed to live by every day. Do you know what I mean? Or you you don't have? No, I don't have a I don't have a rule because my, my my rule is I have to get up. I want to pray at some point today. I want to go to adoration when I'm supposed to. But a lot of times I go more than I'm supposed to, and I need to go to bed on time and then do it again. And like it's different for people who are like in convents and who are nuns and like you know monks and all these things because they have what they call a rule of life which I think was started by St. Benedict but I could be wrong I don't know enough about that to be honest but the rule of life was something that they would agree to do every day at certain hours they would be there doing whatever that prescribed thing is and like as someone from the world I just I didn't have that the closest thing I have is like oh I have to be I have to be adoration at 2 a.m. on Tuesdays because that's my hour and I have to make sure I go to work every day and I make sure I feed myself like do you know what I mean those are things there and I gotta make sure I pray at least once a day and even in some of those things I, I kind of fail because like with prayer I, I it's so easy nowadays to just get time stuck into your phone or something do you know what I mean and then you like completely forget what time it is and then you like look up and it's two hours later and you're like crap I was supposed to be doing something else and so like so like the self, like reflecting on your sins, but I get it. the thing I feel like I struggle with the most is is making sure I'm using my time wisely. Just because like my generation, we don't we've never known. Like it, you know, I come from a generation where we are we spend our free times on our phones just scrolling endlessly for no reason. Like so like you know, um, as a, a revert kind of into the faith, that's something that I've been having to struggle with, especially knowing I have ADHD and when my symptoms is time-blindness. Well, one thing is, I'm going to stop you. Oh, yeah, sorry. One thing is that, look, one thing what you need is to see your spiritual father and to ask him for rule for life. You know, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't, it's not true that we don't have rule for life. Each Christian has to have and uh, well, we have like the parish, we have rule for life, for which is in bulletins from time to time published again, 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 and we try to follow this rule of life. It's like very simple rule, 
And then uh, on individual level, there are people who are searching for it um, to find their own rule for life, which is approved by priests, by spiritual father. Not the, It's not something what I am making for myself. Yeah. I am creating this and, and I am following that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, for sure, monks they have own given by superior or their spiritual father, or, or it's like part of monastic life. But even they, they have like individual some kind of differences. But uh, the same thing uh, is applied for each Christian in this world, and uh, because without that rule, you cannot build your spiritual life. You are just. Uh, trying to do something without order, mm-hmm. and you are not growing. Well, and I'm starting to, I think, realize, because I do have a spiritual director over at St. Bernard's Valley, like, I can see him once a month for, like, an hour or so, but uh, that's one thing I've, I've been kind of noticing, is, like, when reading through and learning about the saints, almost all of them had a, a rule of life that they were supposed to follow, and, I like, for me, it was confusing, because I, I, no one else I'd really talked to kind of had that same thing, so I didn't know if it was something like because I know they talked about it a little bit, because I'm discerning what the Franciscan order, like the third order, but um, I know they had talked about it a little bit with, like, uh, you know, praying the divine office and going to daily mass. Franciscan are mass, you know, yeah. don't go there. I was going to yeah. What? <laughs> Joanne is going to. What <laughs> <laughs> happened? She's in the third order. So <laughs> 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 this is the most... <laughs> I am, I am, I, this was like, like joke, you know, because she is here. <laughs> I made fun. Um, um, but yeah, so I, mean, I was kind of, well, I'm not discerning in the sense that I'm already in, I'm like attending groups, if that makes sense. I probably should right. clarify that. But yeah, so there's, yeah, I think, uh, I think I kind of found one. I like, I like the one that Father Mancini is kind of leading, uh, but all right, let's continue. Okay. But think also of the blessings which await the righteous, how they will stand at Christ's right hand, the gracious voice of the Master, the inheritance of the heavenly kingdom, the gift which is beyond the intellect's grasp, that sweet light, the endless joy, never interrupted by grief, those heavenly mansions, life with the angels, and all the other promises made to those who fear the Lord. All right, so he continues. At first, this long paragraph, he is uh, offering this advice to practice. When he enter this this silence, which we create, so there is a, this first part is when we are thinking about that, we are this punishment and consequences of our sins and difficulties. And plus, then we have to go and to turn our eyes towards like this blessedness which expects us, this gladness of heaven, uh, this this joy which expects us, and uh, so we have to think about this way and somehow to start this de- desire or our soul uh, for for heaven to to really start. To allow soul to start to long for heaven, so it is like 
two parts of, of exercise we are supposed to do. At first, we have to put our mind uh, to see um, uh, sinfulness or, the, or these weaknesses of our life and our responsibility for that. And then we have to, we should not stay there and then to, to think even like about these good things which expects us. So both these exercises are important in to be in the in the some kind of balance in us, because to think only about uh, hell and punishment and sin can can lead some souls to even to some kind of depression, you know. And uh, and this is not so. We have to see that while this our effort we are doing is uh, is important and can give, give us this uh, heavenly joy. And now, these two exercises, what we are supposed to do when we find time for stillness, it is something that doesn't come by itself. It means that we have to do violence to our will, to force ourselves to this meditation. It's not enough to create this time when we have silence and peace, but we have to fill this time with these two meditations. And uh, so it means to keep, to, to enter, and at first I I can tell you it's for for why it would be really hard work to force our mind to 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 think about these things. And but in a spiritual life nothing is without violence. In the beginning there is this violence and some kind of forcing ourselves to start this exercise. Be, this is Askesis is that these practical exercises we are forcing ourselves in the same way how we exercise if we want to gain some kind of skills for sport for art um, yesterday we were watching uh, I was interview with uh, once um, what is this guy who plays violin Virtuos. No, no, no. It's no. It's uh, a comic. No, no, no. The man who plays this. Oh, fiddle on the roof. No, no, no. What is the name? <laughs> for, what is the name for this musician? Oh, a violin. Yes. Violin. And he's he's young man. He's like thirty four now. Thirty four now, and he's very good. And uh, but he was saying his story from childhood. He started like when he was like seven or six. And he had talent before, so he, well, he started like really practice. Yeah. So when uh, uh, his parents recognized that he has this talent and he was playing already like six years old nicely. So they found a teacher for him, a very good teacher. And this teacher asked him, how many hours per day are you exercising, practicing? And he said, like, 
like he said, I said, boy, I said, like four hours, and I was very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if you want to be really good in now, you should be practicing like eight hours per day. Mm-hmm. When you are a little bit older, so 12 hours per day. And he said, he was like horrified at the moment, but then we entered that process of teaching, and well, it was like six, eight hours at first, but he said, I finish with 12 hours per day. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking about that, oh my, this, this man, this young man, he spent all his like, use, in the time of use, almost every day, 12 hours practicing, you know, and uh, he said, still now, even he has like, from time to time, he has like break, but it is very close to 12 hours per day. And, but he's like top. Yeah. Now, what we are called, we are called, St. Paul says, that he told, he used this analogy with this athlete, athletes, and he said only first one gets victory. So we have to really practice that. And we don't realize that very much that, well, uh, for us Christians, it's not 12 hours, it is 24 hours per day. And and uh, I think we were talking about that when we, uh, during one part of Briancha, when we went to Briancha, you know that when he talks about work, he said that our main work in life is work on our salvation. Our real work is work on our salvation. Everything other is secondary. And this is how the, all these saints or these teachers of spiritual life, they understand work. If they are talking about work, they are talking about work on our salvation, this priority. And these are jobs, what we have, and we, these are responsibilities. Yes, we have to do this, but we have to see that as a, something that is necessary for our life. We have to do this, yeah, but it, it is always like uh, secondary. The priority in our mind is, has always like our salvation, because we have only one shot to be saved. And it doesn't mean to neglect our duties. It doesn't mean to, to be... To be uh, like not doing our job very correctly or not to want to work hard. No, no way. Just to move this, you know, to to correct priority. And and look, sometimes it is sometimes it is like uh, uh, visible. Um, many times when many people are coming, like for confessions, even outside of our parish. And, and what is like a little bit painful for me to the, when they call, I say, well, I want confession. I say, all right, when? So, and I give them like, really, I, if I can, so I, I adjust, you know, but sometimes you have things in our parish that I cannot, I say, well, I can only this time. And they go like, all right, so, to tomorrow, no, I, because I have this, this, uh, Thursday, no, Friday between like 
8 and 10 o'clock morning. I say, all right, well, no problem for me. I, I try to uh, make room for everybody, but one thing for me is, you know, if you need, if you have need for confession, so what is more important for you that you are, you want to wait several days if you know that I, I am available, that I am willing. It's not that I cannot or, or I, I say, well, I don't have time. I usually, I offer every day spots, you know, but m m in majority, those people have like full calendars. And um, and I am f so so, and everything that calendar is probably they see as uh, important. Now, what I am trying to tell is that that these holy fathers they teach us about nothing is more important than uh, than your our salvation. And we know if there is like some kind of uh, uh, some kind of problem, healthy problem, but body, bodily problem, we can cancel everything in the calendar and to go to see a doctor or to solve this problem. But you know, so if we, it, it means that we know how to reschedule it. But the problem is sometimes we don't see what is priority. And, and and this is very important to change the our setting your mind. I am here on the earth because God gave me this life. And he invited me to heaven. To to come to heaven to to gain this eternal life is the priority number one in my life. And yes, I have to work we sweat to provide for my bodily life now, but it should not trample this main reason for my life. So this to make this switch in our mind, and 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 it is very important to do this, especially that. Uh, what is your job? We ask. We are asked, "What are you doing?" You know, there's so many very common question we are getting from people. Uh, and uh, and uh, and yes, the first thing is it is what is our job. We are saying, and we adjust our life around that, you know. And uh, it's not true. Yes, Samuel. One of the things that I often wonder about is the idea of how we were created as pilgrims. And we were created as pilgrims even before there was sin. And so I think that kind of helps when we're reflecting on the afterlife, in that that was what God had created us for. He created us as an, a testing arena, um, even in the way he structured the world. It was a it was like step one, um, and th does that make sense? Um, 
Well, I'm not to, sure. I'm trying to explain to people, or I try to understand myself. Uh, No, that no, our, no, no, no. why we were, um, well, like the salvation, the idea of salvation. Oftentimes we think there's no paradise on this earth, but people think that's because of sin. So we have to wait until we die, and then we can have, live in paradise again, um, which is true. But there were, we were actually supposed to uh, graduate, if you will, from the first paradise on earth up into paradise in heaven, even before there was sin? Well, I thought, I thought the Garden of Eden was already paradise in heaven. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, no. Sorry. Like I said, recent reverb, so. Well, Paradise which we are created is we are not going to that state which in, in paradise uh, which was experience of Adam and Eve yeah. because something more is prepared for us okay. through incarnation of Christ and through salvation we will be getting even more Precious life, you know. There's a there, there is a look. Uh, I, I didn't get exactly what you say, but you you are aiming to something. Uh, if we read Old Testament or in New Testament, what you see, what we see, this there are several of these movements. We see Abraham, who was called to go to far distant country and he didn't know about this country he knew nothing about that but he stood up took his wife relatives and he started the journey we see Moses who freed Jews, Jews from Egypt they had no idea where they are going. But they went to promise land. You know, so this is this is something uh, what what happened when Christ called apostles, they started journey. They were not on one place but started to walk all around this area, proclaiming gospel. <sighs> Or, or this uh, returning uh, uh, chosen nation from captivity after 70 years again movement from captivity to freedom so the theme is repeating this pilgrimage is repeating and this is why why really these holy fathers they 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 say well this is our main goal this pilgrimage or this this giving priority to our salvation and if you remember branch you know this was first meetings first months he said that we are pilgrims we walk we use these things of this world like we the pilgrim uses 
these motels, hotels, you know, on his journey. But when he leaves the hotel, he forgets about hotel, you know, and he continues with mind filled with thought about this glorious and wonderful city where he's going to. And so he's using goods on this journey he finds, but he doesn't gather them. He doesn't tie um, himself to these goods. Uh, he doesn't stay there because this idea that he is approaching this glorious and uh, big city is always in his mind. He think about this. He tried to imagine that. He trying to 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 work hard to get there as soon as possible. And uh, I think this is the I would say the theme. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. It, just to tie into what you're saying, the the reason why people struggle with that is because they think of the Christian life as being just being thankful for the good things that God has provided for you. Yeah. And so they look at this pilgrim mindset as either being unthankful or um, just escape type mm -hmm. of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, it's just something I've wondered about, like how to uh, look at, they, they say, look at this good creation that God made to reveal us, reveal himself to us through it. Um, and, but if I have a mindset where I'm just passing through, they see something wrong with that. Like, um, don't, they don't have a place to put that thought. Yeah, because, well, th this is, uh, maybe Patrick can maybe help us, I think that there's some kind of this movement in, uh, Christianity was in somehow to really create this world as a paradise. And I think in in each century we can find this. Uh, maybe you would be able to identify specifically what kind of movement it was, but, but I think that we are infected by the thought. They don't have to be mutually exclusive, you know. You can appreciate what God gives you along the way, just as you're traveling and looking at all the beautiful scenery around you and enjoying the different things as you go along the way, but you have a purpose in mind, and you're heading that way. And in fact, all the gifts that God gives you and all the things that are present in your life now push you toward that. You know, you, Your recognition of the grace of God and the goodness of God push you toward that goal. Yeah. Now, it goes hand in hand with our, you know, when he said uh, a well man doesn't need a doctor, a sick man does, you know. It's because a sick man realizes that he needs a doctor and he realizes his sickness. And the ones who think that they're fine don't recognize their illness and don't, don't need the doctor. They don't need the healing. So it, they go hand, they're not mutually exclusive in my opinion. They, they go hand yeah. in hand. And one thing is that uh, if I, just the conclusion is that we have to realize that the thoughts about to to see this world as a paradise, not and this this not ability to move is connect. It's it's something that started to come in twentieth century, and the reason is that if you see how technology and progress came, 
we have comfortable, easy life. If you go, if I see like uh, life of my grandparents, how hard they had to work <coughs> to provide for themselves, and what stories they were talking about their parents or grandparents, I think nobody would would say that well this is paradise. Though that for for sure this desire for heaven as a place of peace and 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 some kind of goodness was attractive, and they 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 really were looking forward to to get to have to escape from this valley of tears. But for us, look, we are this is a huge temptation because our enemy tries to tell us there is a, the place of joy and pleasures because all these things which offers our pleasures and you can really spend life in this world in pleasures as it was never before so we have to realize that this this mindset that to, to, to start to see more and more this world as a paradise and to maybe to create some kind of system which would work as a paradise, it's temptation, but, uh, but uh, and, and, and hope which might be possible because we experience so much pleasure already and this causes that we stop to see ourselves as a pilgrims. And we settle for what we have here as exactly. opposed to looking for, oh, we're comfortable here, yeah. so we kind of settle instead of going to Anthony? Is this connected to the Tower, tower of Babel? Not necessary, no. no I would. Good. Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, I almost wanted to, because if you look at like the anxiety and depression rates now versus like a couple of years ago, there's a couple of studies that say that like the richer you are, the more well cared for you are, the higher the anxiety and depression rates are. Sure. And I think part of that is that there's a whole generation now that just feels unfulfilled because everything is done for them or they don't have to worry about it. And that's part of what kind of drove me back to you. I mean, I remember it. But, no, it's um, the main pr problem is that you are you know that you can lose that pleasures, and if you are feeling a shortage of pleasures, yeah. so this this is what this many times this the sore. Uh, well, I think it's more than just that.